Blog Talk Radio. Apostle Alexander Lockamy. The song that you just heard is an instrumental by Reverend Paul Jones that I won't complain. So let us listen to Apostle Lockamy at this time. Amen. Uh, good evening to the uh, radio world. It's a blessing to be able to speak to you this afternoon, to have an opportunity to be able to, to work for the Lord. Amen. We pray that your ears are listening, and amen, you're ready to hear from heaven. The Bible says he just had ears, let him hear, but the Spirit had to say to the church, when we listen to God or God men's or whoever they may be that may be current the word of God, we should listen for the voice of the Lord. We will listen for God to be saying something to us uh, that will inspire us and encourage us, that will uplift us and enlighten us that it caused us to want to draw closer. We certainly thank, amen, uh, Apostle uh, Margin Mercy, for allowing us to come on this afternoon to the radio station who made it possible. May God continue to bless her for allowing this door to come open. May he grant her, amen, her, her greatest wish, whatever that wish may be. I decree that so that God will give her heart desire. Amen. People work for us. It's just like you're going to the restaurant. Or you go to the fast food restaurant, we always complain about the food. But never thanking God for the ones in the background cooking the food. So we always got people in the background. And the Apostle Marjorie had not been in the background, then I wouldn't be up here talking to you this afternoon. So I thank God for her in the background and those in the background behind her to cause her to be allowing me to do what I'm doing, praise God. So thank God for all the people in the background that nobody sees, those who work on the, uh, uh, the instruments and work on the music in the church to make sure uh, that, that the speakers are right and, you know, make sure the church is warm before you get there and the church is clean. Let's thank God. We're so ungrateful. We always complain about everything. Uh, amen. How dare you walk in the church and complain about how dirty the church is when you have the ability to clean the church yourself? Amen. We think because we have a janitor in the church that we don't suppose to pick up behind us. We're supposed to throw down everything we got in our hands, leave it there for the janitor. They paying the janitor. They Listen, they paying the janitor to clean the church. They're not paying the janitor to clean up behind you. So you're supposed to clean up behind your own self. That's a mistake that members of the church do. They think because they got a janitor, the janitor's supposed to be clean. So he's supposed to clean up. I know he don't. He does not supposed to clean up behind you. He's supposed to clean up the church. So you should have, uh, 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 have the audacity to know that you should clean up behind your own self. It would be that much less for the janitor to have to do if you would do your part. So let us start being grateful. Let's check yourself and see how grateful you are, how thankful you are. But tonight we want to think about, we want to talk about being thankful to God. We're always talking about what God did for us, but how many times do we pause and thank God for all his goodness, thank him for his mercy, and thank him for his grace. I want to talk tonight about it's time to give thanks unto the Lord. 
Amen. That's a message in itself. It's time to give thanks. God wants you to thank him. Yeah, God wants you. He made you for his glory. He made you for his honor. Excuse me. <clears throat> he made you for his praise. He made you for his adoration. And he wants you to praise him for all that he has done for you. Don't you say, if he, if he said he wants the stars and the moon and the sun and the elements of heaven to give him praise, he said everything have breath, praise you the Lord, then that means God wants you to praise him. Begin to thank him for the things that he do. We thank him for what we've seen him do. But how about the things that God did and you didn't see he did? Huh? God's been good to you, and you owe him a praise. And this afternoon, this has been Thanksgiving Day. We want to thank God today, not so much asking for anything, but thank him for what he already does. Thank him for his goodness. And thank him for his mercy. Thank him for his grace. Can we say that had not been for the Lord? That's enough to thank him for on your side. Out of all that done happened, COVID come in the land. Look at all the lives that been taken in COVID. Look at all the people that have died, husbands and wives, brothers and sisters, aunts and uncles, brothers-in-law and sisters-in-law, family members, pastors and priests, all to the church leaders. Oh, man, even great leaders have been taken out by the COVID. And you still here. Why do you think you still here? Why? Because you think that you, you're better than they was? No, 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 no. It was by God's grace. It was God, God's mercy that God allowed us to still be. It could have been us. People could have been reading about us in the obituary. People could have been riding by the cemetery and see us out there where we were buried. But God let you live. And nobody shouldn't have to ask you or tell you to say thank you, God. Yo, God, I just want to thank you. Oh, I just want to thank you for all that you've done. That's what we all should be saying. God, Lord, I just want to thank you for all you've done for me. For allowing my golden moment to roll on a little while. I'm getting excited. Let me slow down a little bit. Lord, I just want to thank you for all that you've done for me. <laughs> Excuse me for coffee. It said in the book of, of, Psalm, of Psalm 136, God reminded the children of Israel uh, how they should thank him, how they should praise him, because he had been good to them. He had brought them from a mighty long way. Look back in your life. How far have God brought you? You're still here today. I know some bad things happened. I know you were done wrong. I know you got a raw deal. But please understand, you're not in it by yourself. No, I hadn't went through what you went through, and you hadn't went through what I went through. But we all went through. And some way and somehow, God brought us out on the gaining side. So this is what you're going to thank him for. You're going to thank him because he brought you out on the gaining side. Don't sit around complaining about why this happened to me, or oh, I did this and I did that. That shouldn't have happened to me because I love and serve the Lord. Why God is and why God, if that be the question, we all have the question. <coughs> Excuse me. We all have the question what God did, and we don't want to do that because God has been good to us. He has brought us all from a mighty long way, and we just want to give him thanks. I sit around and have a whole list of questions. When I get to heaven, I'm going to ask God this. I'm going to ask God that. No, I just want to thank you. I just want to be able to behold his glory, get in his presence. So in the 36, 136th chapter song, the writer began to remind the children of Israel to give thanks to the Lord. 
They said, oh, give thanks unto the Lord. <coughs> Excuse me. For he is good. For his mercy endures forever. You hear what I'm saying? Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. If he's not good, God's mercy endures forever. And we should give thanks to him for that, because his mercy does endure forever. The Bible says God gives a brand new mercy every day. <coughs> brand new mercy every day. And we thank him for that brand new mercy. Excuse me, let me drink a little some peace. Excuse me. Trying to get over a cold, but to God be the glory. We're going to get through this. It said, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord and to God of God, for his mercy endures forever. God is the God of God. See, there are gods out there. There are other gods out there made by the hands of man. They got eyes and can't see. They got ears and can't hear. They got hands and can't move. But yet people worshiping them. People bow down before the idol God. Uh, the God is Diana, the God of the stars, of the moon and the sun. We ain't going to get into all that. But he God has no no human attribute, no spiritual attribute. They just, they just they can't even move unless you move them. They can't even hear. They have no brain. They have no feeling. But yet people worship them. But out of all these gods, we should give thanks that we serve a true God. Isn't that a blessing to know that you serve a true God, that you ain't ain't, ain't so simple-minded that you serving a piece of wood and think that piece of wood hurt you? That piece of wood can't. How would you? How are you going to serve a God that can't move, can't pay your bills, can't heal your body, can't regulate your mind, can't restore your joy, can't lift your head up when it bow down? If you fall on the ground beside that God you got, you'll be laying until you get up. Not where the God gets you up. You'll be landing until you get it. What good is that God to you? It had no eyes and no brain and no nothing. So God wants you to wake up and thank him because you serve a true living God, a God that had been touched by the hands of man, a God that was born into a human body so he could uh, feel, feel what we go through. The Bible said he was touching every area, that he might just scour us in the time of need. In other words, he was tempted like we were tempted in every area. Ain't nothing that we're going through that we can say, well, God, you put more on me. You didn't go through that. Yes, he did. And he endured it so that you and I also can endure. He said, oh, give thanks to the Lord for his mercy endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders for his mercy endures forever. Isn't that something? He does great wonders. You might have forgotten. You need to look back in your life. And see how good he been to you. The writer said he does great wonders. One time I, one writer said, don't wonder about him. He's a wonder worker. He has done great wonders in my life. And I give thank him for the wonders he did in my life. I remind him when I was about nine years old, I got ran over about a machine in the field on the farm. I worked on the farm, and my brother accidentally ran over me with a machine that that almost killed me. It, it messed up my legs. It it messed up both of my kidneys, and I ended up in the hospital with needing, needing, needing two kidneys. My kidney was infected, and, and, they, and the doctor said that I have, I would have to have a kidney. They're going to have to take them both out, but I would have to have a kidney in order to live. 
and my family was home trying to decide who's going to give me a kidney. But cutting the long story short, my dad was a praying man. And my dad was a praying man, and he prayed that God would heal me. And I was in there. Everything I eat would come back up. Everything that would go in my stomach would come back up. On the third and fourth day, they were doing the same thing. Everything that I eat would come back up. But my dad sat on the bed and told God, I don't know what he told God, but he prayed to God that God might would heal me. And on the fifth day, the doctor came in and took the tube out of me. And again, they had a tube ran out of me, uh, to, you know, getting all the infection and all the bacteria and all that poison and enzyme. But on the fifth day, they began to feed me. And I began to eat, and the food began to stay down. Ten days later, not ten days later, but on the tenth day, I walked out of the hospital with both my kidney. Didn't need no kidney. Doctor don't even understand what went wrong. Huh? But what the doctor didn't know, hard time bullshit. God looked down through the eyes of time. He knew that if I'd have died that day, I wouldn't have been an apostle today. See, God don't just wait till now to do something for you. Many of you are here today because what God did yesterday, what God did many years ago. If God had not moved in your life many years ago, you wouldn't be here today. So you ain't even thank God for that. You just thank God for being here today and what he's doing now. Just thank God if he hadn't healed me in that hospital room. I had to come out of there with both of my kidneys. My family member did not have to give me no kidney. I came out with the kidney that I had because God looked out through the aims of time, and he saw that the day was going to come when I would be an apostle, when I would be here speaking on the Lost Sheep radio program. And he knew that if I had died then, for the scripture said there's no glory in the grave. If I had died then, God couldn't be getting glory out of my life tonight. So you need to look back in your life and quit trying to have a pity party. I shot it up, O'Shea. Quit somebody having a pity party. Can we have church tonight? Somebody having a pity party. You keep on lingering in the past. You keep on like you the only one been picked on, like you the only one been hurt. I know your husband did you wrong. I know your wife did you wrong. I know your children did you wrong. I know your supervisor did you wrong. I know your family did you wrong. I know somebody wronged you in a bad deal, a business deal, and you could have been successful if that person had not wronged you. But baby, it's in the past. All things work together for good to them who love God, to them who have been called according to his purpose. Excuse me. It's over with. Let it go. It's in the past. Yes. God will have, David said, pre-eventually God allowed it to happen for a reason. You may not understand now why God allowed that to happen, but he let it happen. But God mercy endured for God mercy was in that hospital. That's why I'm still here. God mercy showed up and told death to back up. Get off of Apostle Alexander Lockerbie. Oh, that's what he told him. Get off of No, you can't have him. Death was standing there. Had his hand to get ready to call my name. But but Mercy stepped in and told Dale, uh uh-uh, uh, not today. Mm-hmm. I heard a movie on one time my own and the guy told the guy the guy told another guy, he said, Uh, I'm gonna die one day. He said, But not today. Uh uh-uh, uh, no, that was not my time to go. And God let me it ain't your time to go either. That's why you still here. Amen. Let's go on now. It said to him, to him that by the wisdom made the heaven for his mercy endures forever. The writer is talking about how good God, he had to remind them how good he had been to them, 
I have brought them from a mighty long way. God wisdom. If God God made the heaven and the earth with his wisdom, he spoke and said, let there be. You got to understand that, that, that it ain't just a heaven and the earth. It ain't just an atmosphere up there. There's something about the oxygen and there's something about this cloud and something about the ocean and the moon and all this stuff playing a part so we can live, so we can breathe this fresh air. He put our lungs in us, and David said, oh, we are so wonderfully made. We got so much to be grateful for. So it's God that did that. He made the oxygen. If it wasn't for oxygen and we had lungs, we could not even breathe. Oh, we, oh my God, we owe him for so much. He had wonderfully created the heavens, put the stars in the right place, put the moon in the right place, put the sun in the right place. And we just want to say thank you, God, on this Thanksgiving day. We just want to thank you, Lord. Thank you that as well as it is, or oh, even in our soul, it could be the other way. But be so grateful. You could be blind. Yeah, and some may be. And it's sad that blind people seem to give God more praise than we do. So much could happen, and you could be on dialysis, and I'm sure that there's some who is. But even if you're on dialysis, give God a praise. How many know that God is a healer? God is a deliverer. He's a miracle worker. Amen. And if you're not on it, be grateful that you're not, and quit complaining about every little thing. Amen. To him that stretched out the earth above the waters, for his mercy endures. I'm talking about God now. He stretched out the earth above the water. He separated the water from the water. And he stretched out the earth over the water. Speaking of his words, he said, let it be. Excuse me, and it came to pass. He stretched out the water. Then it said to him that made great lights, for his mercy endures forever. He made great lights in the heavens. God did that. Man did do that. When I sit around and listen to these history stories, I just turn the channel because I say, you know, that doesn't make any sense. That someone will believe that the world was created out of chaos. How can chaos make such a wonderful and peaceful world, such a gracious world we live in? Chaos ain't never made nothing perfect. You're going to tell me that something unperfected made something perfected. Chaos is confusing. It's out of control. It's out of control of circumstance. <laughs> Excuse me. So we're teaching in the history book in the colleges. Teaching on the college campus. The professors, dean, where they got to teach whatever the college is telling to teach. Teaching me, trying to teach people that the world came out of chaos. Some of we are single cell organisms, and we just came out of oblivion. We're doing the best we can, even by being created for God, to be perfect that we are. So how can nothing make us something? How can oblivion make us something? How can a single cell organism make us this and that? We come from monkeys. So much stuff they're teaching us. A monkey is a monkey. It ain't going to be a monkey. Human is a human. We came from God's creation. We didn't come from no monkey gene, no organism. We didn't come from no ape. God made an ape an ape and a man a man. And we should give God thanks for making us a human being, making us in the Garden of Eden, and quit falling for this foolishness that they're trying to teach in the college about we come from a single-cell organism, oblivion, in space, an explosion. 
and out of it exposed and came the sun and the moon and the stars and the firmaments of heaven and the oxen and the, and the clouds and the milky ways and all that. No, 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 no. That doesn't even make no sense, and they can't even explain it. But it was God's grace and God's mercy. The Bible said in the beginning, God, who? God created the heaven and the earth. That's what I believe. I'm going to stand on that. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. and said, in the earth without form. God did that. The sun ruled by day for his mercy endure forever. God put the sun in the sky to rule by day. Uh-huh. And he said his mercy. And think about God, old mercy is good, but he give you brand new mercy every day. If you only knew how merciful God was, if it wasn't for God's mercy, we'd all be destroyed. If it wasn't for God's mercy, the devil would destroy us in the next moment. God's mercy, is, oh, it, you don't even praise him enough for God's mercy. God's mercy protecting you every day while you're riding up and down the highway. Them big old 18-wheelers out there, uh, people out there driving like they're crazy, they're loaded down with machinery and all that stuff. Some of them on drugs, some of them, some of them on marijuana, some of them on different kind of drugs, some of them on their cell phone, some of them not got suicidal intention, and you riding by up and day cars flying by, five and six-lane highway and flying by. So, 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 and God is keeping them. Many wrecks will happen. I know what they have wrecked. I know when they do have wrecked, they have dangerous wrecks. But you ought to be grateful. It encouraged you safe in the word and brought you safely back home again. And praise the next time you look up and see the sun. Thank him for the sun. He got the sun set just right. It ain't too hot and it ain't too cold. He got the sun set in his socket. The sun don't tell God what to do. God tells the sun what to do. Oh, my God. Then he said, and he said, in, uh, and the sun to rule by day, for his mercy endure forever, and the moon and the star to rule by night, for his mercy endure forever. They said the moon has uh, had a lot to do with the ocean and everything, how the current come in and the current goes out. All this is hooked up for the gravitation of the moon, how the moon operates. Isn't that something? How God got that so? He told the ocean to come this far and don't go no further. Ocean just can't run out and run over like it wants to. God put a boundary. He put a circus at the ocean. And though the ocean, don't you come no far. Roar all you want to, act like you a mad dog, roar like a bull, but you can't gonna go no further in the show. Oh, ain't God mighty. So I said he deep out the deep blue sea. I praise him this season. I give him glory. I give him honor. Well, allow me to live on, allow my golden moment. You should, some of you need to be thinking right now that your body ain't wrapped with pain. I was looking at a TV the other day a few years ago, and there was this elderly lady on there. And even with all the medication they give her, she said she was in severe pain. She said she was, she, she was in so much pain that she had to learn to endure the pain. And she didn't want her 24 hours a day, day and night, she hurt. And no matter what they did here, they couldn't stop it. She was miserable. <clears throat> and there was nothing they could do to stop the pain. And here you are laying here with no pain, laying here not hurting, not miserable. And then you find something to complain about. Quit complaining. God don't like complaint. He wants to learn how to be thankful. That's why he said in everything, give thanks. But this is the will of God. Learn to be thankful. Fussing wife, quit fussing at your husband. I don't care if he's doing wrong. You quit fussing at him. You let God fix it. Don't fuss at him no more. You think he's cheating. You think he's running around. You fussing ain't going to fix it. You ain't going to do it by running away to the woman's arm. You ain't going to do it by tearing your marriage up. The Bible says uh, uh, that, uh, that, uh, that a fussing woman uh, tear down her own home. 
Uh-huh. Tear down your own house. All that fussing you doing, you ain't going to do it, but tear up your own home. Run your husband off into the arms of another woman. If he's doing wrong, God got your back. How many know that God's on the side of a married woman, a married man? The Bible says that marriage is honorable in the bed and the file. The whole more in the dust is God going to judge. You ain't got to fight that man if he's doing wrong, sweetheart. Fight that woman if she's doing wrong. You ain't got to fight that woman, that man, sir, if he's doing wrong. God will fix it. You put your marriage in God's hand and give God thanks. Quit fussing day and night in front of them children. They can't even rest at night because y'all fussing. Give it to the Lord and leave it there. He had the ability to fix the problem. Ain't none of it's perfect. We all done sin and come short of God. We all have been made mistakes, husband and wife. Give it to the Lord and God been grateful. Wife, get back in your place and, and, and do right toward your husband and cook him that breakfast and cook him that dinner or something, whatever you're supposed to be done. Don't stop neglecting your duty because you're mad at him because he did it and he did that. The Bible says love comes from mother too. Say so you want God to fix it, keep, keep your love. Well, I'm tired. Yes, if you get tired, your marriage is going to come to an end. You can't get tired. You, you got to endure. You got to hang on in there. You got to let God fix it. And I declare God will. You hear what I'm saying? My mom did not give in. I know my dad wasn't a perfect man. He ran the street. He said that all night long. Saturday, he would come on early Monday morning. I'd hear those hung out Saturday night and Sunday night. Now, whoever he hung out with, I don't know. But he came in early on Sunday morning. My mom won't stand there with a gun in her hand and a pot of grit to throw on him. She asked him, was he hungry? Had he ate yet? She had his food ready, had his clothes washed, had his bag of gro- uh, lunch ready for Monday morning. Never did she go out that door looking for him to see where he was, but she waited on the Lord. Uh-huh. My daddy went home many years before my mom did. God blessed her. He graced her for her faithfulness. Yes, he did. He made her a happy woman before she closed her eyes. She brought other people into her life later on who made her happy, made her forget the days of sorrow. Baby, give it to the Lord. Begin to praise him more. Begin him to think. I'm talking to somebody. If you you will feel better if you start praising God more and thanking him for how good he been. Thank him for being good. Thank him. Don't wait till, till the battle over, but praise him now. Thank God for that what you want him to do. Thank him for what he already done and thank him for what he's gonna do. The Bible says speak those things ain't as though they would. Begin to thank God for what you want him to do. Begin begin to thank God what you believe he's gonna do. Because he had the ability to do that. And he would appreciate it more if you would praise him and thank him and not grumming mumming. God don't like grumming. God don't like mumming. God don't go complaining. So that's what we're talking about this evening. To him that the moon and stars to rule by night, for his mercy endures forever. To him that smoked Egypt in the firstborn, for his mercy endures forever. You hear what he said? It said he smoked Egypt in their firstborn. And y'all know the story. See, God is reminding them. Sometimes we have to be reminded where God has brought us from so we can go to the next level. Sometimes we don't see nothing happening. And we're like, oh, we we so discouraged. But see, sometimes you've got to encourage yourself. you got to look back at what he had done. you got to look back at what he had done. So if you don't look at what he had done, you won't encourage yourself. Because you say he ain't doing nothing. Yes, but look what he had done. Look what he did to get you where you're at now. He's going to take you to the other side. He's going to take you to the next level. He's going to take you from, from here to there. But you've got to thank him in between for what he already done. And David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. 
That's what you got to learn to do. Quit complaining so much. <laughs> my, 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 my daughter spoke the other night in the Bible, in the Bible study, and she said, turn your, your, your complaints into a praise. Turn your complaints into a praise. Yes, you can do it. Every time you get ready to complain, give God a praise. Praise him for, for bringing you out. Praise him for fixing it. Praise him for turning things around. Turn your complaints into a praise. Lift up the God of your salvation, and he'll do just that. Why? He took and delivered the children of Israel, killed the firstborn in Egypt, but the death angel did not touch nobody in the land of Gosen. Why? Because they put the blood over the dough. The blood is over your dough. God, is, God, God, you ain't secure just because you're better than anybody else. You're here because God left you here. He got the blood of Jesus over your dough. He got you protected with things that you don't even understand. He got you taken. Many times people want to break in your home at night, rob and kill. You didn't know it, but God did. And God ran them off while you were laying there asleep. And you didn't know nothing about it, so you didn't give God praise. So you got to praise him for the things that you don't see him doing. Because by his grace, he's doing things in secret behind your back that you don't know nothing about. Many times people go to the hospital, and they be getting a, a physical, an exam, and, and they run the test, and, you know, a week later maybe so, they send in the result of the test. And they, and they call the person, and they said, you know what? They said, what? Do you know you don't have three strokes? According to this test, you don't have three strokes. Ain't that something? They still alive, but he had three strokes. Did he know they had three strokes? Things can happen to us that we didn't even know what happened. Even say you had a you you, you had a heart attack. You had a, an attack to your heart. Having a heart attack don't mean you're gonna die all the time. Or, or having a heart attack means an attack to the heart. And you can have an attack to your heart, a mini a, a mini attack, just like just like an earthquake, a mini quake, and, and you not know it. He said you had a heart attack. They said, I ain't never had no heart attack. Well, according to the test, you have had a heart attack. So there are things happen to us when we don't know nothing about. And they take those machinery and those fine machinery to pick up there. And God has already noted the things that have happened in your life. And you didn't know nothing about, but God has been good to you. God has kept you safe. God, oh, God has protected you. God has turned things around. You thought it was just ordinary. Many times I could be going through something or or dealing with a bill, or dealing with a situation that they're telling me bad news, and I would pause. And I didn't know, you know, they'd be waiting for me to say something. And I would pause, and I wouldn't say nothing. And many times while I'm pausing, God will fix it. He would get in the people and make the people work in my favor. I'm like, huh? I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. You know, because I said if I say the wrong thing, they started talking about let's do it like this, or let's do it like this. And when they said it that way, it worked out in my favor because they said it. God got into them, huh, because his mercy endured forever. I don't know about you, but he showed me great mercy, mercy beyond my wildest dreams. And I just want to say thank you to him and brought out Israel from among them for his mercy endured forever with a strong hand. And what a stretched out arm for his mercy endured forever. To him which divided the Red Sea and depart for his mercy endured forever. And made Israel to pass through the midst of it 
for his mercy endureth forever. You see, you see there? <laughs> it said he divided the Red Sea. Could you imagine what's going on? On I told someone the other day when I was preaching, he turned the Red Sea into an aquarium. He had water piled up on both sides, and the fish were looking at the children of Israel. I know some of you have ever thought about this here. You remember the fishes are still in the ocean, the sharks and the shit in the fishes and the whales and all that? They still in the Red Sea. But whenever God took and made the water heap up on both sides, they couldn't go no further right there. It was like a glass wall. It was like an aquarium you go into it. You know, in New York City, I don't know you got a I don't know where they have a aquarium in New York and Washington and all the places. But it was like an aquarium. The fish were looking at the children of Israel and they were marching through. They were seeing God glory. And they were walking through on dry ground. Fishes on both sides of the, of the aquarium. Like they were walking in the midst and there was glass on both sides. And the water was held up. And the fishes were there looking, looking at them while they marched through. Ain't God good? Oh, my God. He made them a spectator. He showed his glory. And the Bible said that the wind blew. And north, south, east, and west wind blew all night. Because the scripture said they went through not in the mud. But they went through on dry ground. God took and turned the mud into dust, and they went through in dry ground. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. I get excited just looking, thinking about that. What a mighty God we serve. Oh, my God. Listen to this now. He said they went through on dry ground. Huh? He divided the Look what it says. And he made Israel to pass through the midst of it, for his mercy endures forever. But overthrew Pharaoh. And his hopes in the Red Sea for his mercy and good forever. Pharaoh went in behind them. Pharaoh, I ain't no way, ain't no way, ain't no way. I would have went in that water. And I saw God open up that Red Sea. And all the other things he done did in Egypt, how he done turned, uh, let, let, let uh, hail fall from the sky like fire, done turned the, the, the rivers into blood and frog and lices and all this stuff done happened. And then he killed the third born and he got the audacity. That been one time that I've been a, a, a traitor. That was one time. That was one time I've been a deserter. Uh, Pharaoh been in here. Yes, some of his soldiers would have been going into the Red Sea. It wouldn't been me. That was one time I would went the other way. All his army followed him to the Red Sea and went in out of the children of Israel. And out of the children of Israel got on the other side. You already know the story. God closed up the sea and it drowned in Pharaoh's army. In the Red Sea, and the writer said, "In His mercy, endures forever." Reminding the children of Israel how good God had been to them. Amen. To Him, we led His people through the wilderness for His mercy, and then He led them through the wilderness. He led them through the wilderness. Said the matter. Said the bread from heaven, and He led them through the wilderness. He told them to go out and get matter. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But he told them don't get none on Sunday. He said, Saturday, get a double potion. He fed them from day to day. Man should not live by bread alone, but also by every word. But see that God fed them day by day. But he told them on Saturday, get enough, because Sunday is the Sabbath. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. So he told them don't go out on Sunday, but get enough. Get enough 
go and then so then they went out there some of them went out there trying to be cunning trying to be deceiver trying to be crafty and they went out there and got more than what they were supposed to got but it, but those who got more than what they were supposed to got it rotted it, it rotted there in front of them it rotted because god told them just get enough from day to day so when they went out there on saturday it was okay to get more than enough so they got enough on saturday so they wouldn't have to go out on sunday but his mercy endures forever he led them through the wilderness. To him which smoke great king for his mercy. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Do it forever. Did he name the king? It says for his mercy and do it forever. To him which smoke great king as as slew, famous king. For his mercy endureth forever. Shahan, king of the Amorites, for his mercy endureth forever. Shahan came out against him. He tried to pass through the land and, you know, ask him what is okay, try to get permission from him. But Shahan got the big head and he said, no, no, I'm not letting you pass through. You got to fight. They didn't want to fight. All they wanted to do was pass through peacefully. But Shahan got an attitude. And he came up against the children of Israel. And God delivered the Shahar into the hand of the children of Israel. And they destroyed him, killed him, and everything that he had. And all the king of Bashan, for his mercy endures forever. God mercy. God showed the children of Israel mercy. He showed them mercy. And in the midst of his mercy, he destroyed the king. And listen, the king was stronger than the children of Israel was. The children of Israel really was not men of battle. They didn't know nothing about battle tactics. They didn't have no military uh, ability. But it was the glory of God that delivered them, that handed the king to their hand. They didn't have no battle, no, no, no military training, go out and have military. They didn't have none of all that. But they had God, and that's all they needed. And when they went to battle, God went with them, and they, and they, and, and they defeated the enemy. And gave their land for inheritance, for his mercy endures forever. You know how he gave the land? After, after they destroyed all the kings, God gave them the land little by little. See, he didn't give the land all at one time. He gave it to them little by little so they might possess it. Because if he gave it to them out, they would not have been able to till the land and keep the land up because it would have been more than they could handle at the moment. But God gave it to them little by little. So that way, by the time they get all the way to the other side, they'll be able to possess and take care of the land. So he gave them the land. He said, the land of milk and honey. They didn't, they, they didn't earn it. God gave it to them. Gave them vineyard that they didn't plant, well they didn't dig, houses they didn't build, land that they didn't deserve. But by the mighty, outstretched hand of God, he gave it to them, just like he gave you. Look back and see how good God been. Look back and see what God gave you, God grace and God mercy. Touch heart, turn them in your favor. I'm so glad God been good to me. I'm so glad God came into the prison in 1979 and got me out. He couldn't have left me there. There are people still there that were there when I was there, some over some 40-some years ago. They're still there. Some of them had a life sentence. Some of them had 300 years. 
some of some of them had 150 years and 80 years and 75 years. Some of them was on the death row waiting for the, for the death sentence. But God, but God showed me grace and God showed me mercy, and He brought me out with a mighty strict hand and didn't allow me to spend the time in there that I was supposed to spend. He only put me there long enough to get my attention. And I want you to know I praise him, I thank him. I lift him up in a magnified name. I've been praising him ever since. I've been running for my life. As the songwriter said, if anybody asks you, what the matter with me? I'm saved and sanctified and I'm running for my life. I'm running. I'm running. And listen, ever since I've been running, some started off running with me. And they stopped along the roadside. Some got on the exit on the left. Some got on the exit on the right. Some just stopped along the road and just went and turned around and went back. But I've been running. I don't come too far to turn around now. God's been good to me. I encourage you, don't care what you're going through, don't stop running. Don't you quit. Don't you give up. Don't you throw in the towel. Count God foolish. Huh? Don't let the devil make you start doubting your God and lose your confidence. The Bible tells us to hold on to our confidence because they had a great recompense, a reward. You hold on to your confidence. If you lose your confidence, you ain't got nothing left. You hold on to it. I don't care if ain't nothing happened. You hold on to it. So what? It ain't rain. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. Elijah, it's going to rain. Ahab, Elijah told Ahab, he said it's going to rain. It hadn't rained in three years. So it was kind of doubtful for Ahab to believe it was going to rain. Three years it ain't rain and drought in the land. People have lost their cattle and lost their sheep. Some of them have lost their lives. Some of them lost their livestock because they couldn't nothing grow. Without rain, something can't grow. But the word was spoken that it's going to rain. And Elijah told Ahab, get in your chariot. Get down and get on your chariot and get out of here. Because I heard the sound of abundant rain. And it didn't look like it was going to rain. You know the story. And he told his servant, go. And asked him, what did he see? He went three times and said, I don't see nothing. But on the third time, he said, I see the cloud. Huh? And it looked like the finger of a man. Honey, all you need is God's finger. All you need, it's going to rain. I encourage somebody, keep on praising him. Give him thanks for his word to be praised. Oh, yeah, I see his finger. I see his finger. I see his finger. He's going to bless you. Oh, shut up. He's going to bless you. I see his finger. And the writer said he looked like the, the hand of a man. And the cloud got bigger. And the cloud got bigger. And lightning began to flash. Thunder and thunder. And the wind started blowing. And the, and the, and the heaven broke loose. And, and, and it gusted out. And the rain began to pour down. Ahab got out of just in time to keep him getting caught up in a, in a gully wash. I come out to tell you it's going to rain. I come out to tell you, give God a praise on this Thanksgiving day. Thank him. Things will begin to turn around for you if you thank him. I said things will begin to turn around for you if you thank him. You start giving him praise. You start lifting him up. You start magnifying his name. Because he word to be praised for the rise of the sun to go down to the same. That my subject today, Lord, I just want to thank you for all that you have done for me. It's time to give thanks to the Lord. And that's what we're talking about this evening. To give him thanks. Check yourself. Are you complaining or are you, or, or are you praising him? Are you looking at your circumstance or looking at the God that's going to bring you out of your circumstance? If you're looking at God who's going to bring you out of your circumstance, then you will start giving him praise. 
you're not thanking him because he wants you to do that. Yes, he's going to bless you, but he wants you to pause every now and then and say, thank you, God. Don't let God have to ask you for a praise. Don't let somebody have to usher you up in church to give God a praise. You do like David and have an attitude. and said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continue to be in my mouth. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continue to be in my mouth. Can I say it again? I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continue to be in my mouth. Don't you dare let that devil deceive you and make you get it in your mind and in your thoughts and in your lip for you to say, what, 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 why should I praise him? What did I got to praise God for? You got to praise him because he let you live. You got to praise him because breath still running in your body. You got to praise him because he's been good to you in spite of how bad you think he's been. Maybe you lost a loved one. Or maybe you lost something close to you. And now you feel like God has done you wrong. He has done you no more wrong than he has done the last person who lost their grandma or lost their husband or their wife or their child. We all have mishap. We all have had trauma. We all have had loss. We had to hang on in there. And if we had to hang in there, you got to hang in there too. So lift up your head that is bowed down. Straighten out your feeble knee. Get your eyes back on God and praise him because he's a good God and he's worthy to be praised. He gave the land for an inheritance, for his mercy endures forever. Even inherited unto Israel, his servant, for his mercy endures forever. Who remember us in our lowest state, for his mercy endures forever. I keep saying when I was in prison, I was in a lowest state. Some of you been in a lowest state. Some of you might be in a lowest state right now, but God don't remember you. He ain't going to leave you there. He going to bring you out. All he wants you to do is keep your eyes on him. All he wants you to do is praise him. Just a little while longer, a few more rides and sitting at the sun, you praise him. And he is going to bring you out. And had redeemed us from our enemies, for his mercy endures forever. Who gave food to all flesh, for his mercy endures forever. And we just want to thank him. Why? Because his mercy endures forever. Well, thank him for his goodness, thank him for his mercy, and thank him for his grace. Amen. I got a few scriptures. Please be patient with me. And we can't come to the code. First Thessalonians 2 and 9. How can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy we have in the presence of our God? Because of you. Thanking God. How can we thank him enough? David said if I had 10,000 tongues, that wouldn't be enough to give God praise. 10,000 tongues. And you have a lot of tongues. David said if I had 10,000 tongues, that would not be enough to give God praise. We should praise him at all times. At all times. His praise should be upon our lips. If you put a praise on your lip, you won't be cussing. Excuse me. If you put a praise on your lip, it will move the cursing off your lip. Well, the Bible says, how can we curse God and praise God with the same lips? The reason you're cursing God is because you won't put a praise on your lip. Put a praise on your lip and thank God. Next time you think about cursing, how about giving him a praise? He's worthy to be praised. Philippians 1, 3 and 4 says, 
I thank God every time. I remember you all in my prayers for all of you. I always pray with you. I always pray with you. Otherwise, we need to thank God for other people, not just for ourselves. Thank God you still got a mom if she's alive. Thank God if you got a, a father that he's alive. Thank God if you got brothers and sisters that they're alive. Thank God if you got a son and a daughter and they're alive, or sons and daughters. Thank God for your family members. Learn to find something to give God praise for. Thank God that you, you got up this morning. Thank God that you can walk around and you got a portion of your health this strength. Thank God you got eyes can see. Nobody has to lead you around. Thank God that your organs are working. Amen. Thank you for a little for the little thing that seemed to be little. Because he worried to be praised. He worried to be praised for all this and some. Romans twelve and ten. Love one another with brotherly affection. As members of one family, given given precedent and showing honor to one another. Thanking God for family members. Thanking God for brothers and sisters in the Lord. Quit sitting around gossiping, speaking negative, tearing somebody down. But lift up their spirit. They need you. They need you. We need one another. Church need to get back to the fact to realize we need one another. I need you. You need me. We all are part of God's body. Pray for me. I pray for you. You, I lift you up. You lift me up because that's what God wanted us to do. He wanted us to learn how to, to lift one another up, to strengthen one another. James 1 and 17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of life with whom there is no variation of shadow due to change. Every gift. God gave us gifts for one another. The gift I got is to help you. The gift you got is to help me. God didn't give you your gift for you to throw off on me. Uh, God didn't give you your gift for you to prophesy to me and hurt my feelings because you know something about me because the Holy Spirit showed you. He didn't give you your gift to offend me, to embarrass me. But your gift is supposed to edify your gift is supposed to build up. Your gift is supposed to perfect. For that's what he said. He said, ascended on a high. He ascended, then he ascended into the lower part of the earth. Then he ascended on high. And he said, he gave gifts unto men huh, for the edifying of the spirit, for the building up of the body of Christ, for the turning down of stronghold, for the perfecting of the saints. Your gift is supposed to make me a better person. Perfect me. Get the flaws out of me. Show me myself in a in a gracious way so that I don't want to change. When you use your gift graciously, when you do your gift mercifully, when you use your gift with the love of God in it, then people don't mind listening. They don't mind you telling them what does to the Lord because they will see themselves because that's what your gift is for. It's for them to see themselves as God work through your gift in their lives, not to tear them down, not to embarrass them, not to bring them to an over shame. That is not what your gift is for. And many people are doing that. 
They're using their gift for the wrong reason. They're using their gift for their own purpose. They're using their gift to raise an offering. And that ain't why we use our gift. So I want to one says, let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good thing he does for me. Then what we need is to let all that I am, everything that you are, whatever you think you are, God made you what you are. And you need to praise him for all that you are. Every gift that is operating in your life, every ability, every talent. If you can sing, praise God for you singing. If you're gifted to be an apostle, praise God for the gift of apostleship. If you're a prophet, praise God for being able to prophesize. If you got knowledge and wisdom and great understanding, praise God for it. Because God is the one who gave it to you. You didn't give it to yourself. All this came from God. Amen? God gave you all this. He the one made you be what you are, whatever well, that it is. So we thank God this afternoon. I'm excited. I just want to remind you that it's time for you to give God thanks. If you have not been praising, if you have not been thanking him, if you have not been lifting him up, I want to remind you just like the writer reminded the children of Israel, just like, just like the children of Israel reminded, I remind you. Look back in your life and see how good God be God has brought you from a mighty long way. He has brought you from seen and unseen danger. Oh, you got testimony. And you said on your testimony. Begin to give God praise by telling your testimony. Don't nobody know your testimony. When you stand up and say you say this ain't the lie, Holy Ghost feel it. I'll be sitting in church and I really thought, oh my God, what a powerful testimony. They said, I'm saved and sanctified, Holy Ghost feel it, fire baptized. And I always wanted to be like to be able to say that one day. But I got to think that's not a testimony. You're just telling me the Lord is in your life. You're not telling me nothing that's going to edify me, that's going to lift me up. I'm going through. I need to, I need to hear what God has done for you. I need to hear how God has brought you out. What have God done for you? Then they said, pray for me. I need to know that when you were sick, he made you well. When you were about to give up, he quickened you and made you, gave you strength to hang on in there. What have God done for This is a testimony. When you tell testimony about how God had brought you out, brought you from seen and unseen danger, brought you from a mighty long way. This is what a testimony is. When the doctor has gave you a bad report, told you to go home and die, but God let you live. That is a testimony. You had a heart attack, and the doctor said that it was going to take you out of here, and you're not going to got but a few more days, but you're still here today. That's a testimony. Got in a car wreck, tore it all to pieces, and they don't understand how you live, but that's a testimony. When you begin to tell people how good God been in you, for the Bible says we will overcome by one another testimony. I just want to say thank you. So begin to give God praise. Begin to thank him. Begin to turn your complaints into a praise. And begin to just praise him anyhow when you get up in the morning. Let that be the first thing you do when you get up in the morning. Start asking God this. Ask God that. First thing, you begin to thank him. Thank you, God. Thank you for keeping me safe another night. 
Thank you for bringing me down to this time of morning for another day, God. You didn't have to do it, but you did. Thank you, God, for not allowing no thief to break in my home and steal. Thank you for not letting no, no murder break in my home and kill. Thank you, God, for not letting no fire break out of my home last night while I sleep from an electrical appliance or, or an outlet or some jealous person setting my house on fire. Thank you, oh God, that no lightning didn't hit my house and set it on fire. Thank you that the dam didn't break in the river that COVID bank. Thank you, God, for the danger that lurked outside my house, folk that wanted to break in, and they didn't because you you ran them off, God. God does things. He does great things. I never forget how a neighbor was talking about how their, uh, her husband was supposed to have been hooking up uh, 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 one of those lights, uh, one of those lights outside that comes on with an alarm light that come on when people are trying to break into your house or coming into your yard. And, and, and she was thinking, God, how that, Somebody was trying to break into her home, and the light came on, and it ran them off. And she was thankful that her husband had hooked that light up, because when it came on, they let, they she had told them to get away from the door, but they didn't. But when the light came on, the alarm came off. They took off, ran, and running. And she told her husband about it when she got home. She said, "Sweetheart, I thank you that you hooked that light up out there, the barn." She said, "Because somebody was trying to break into the house, and she did the alarm went off, and they ran." And she told her, "I said, listen." I, I didn't hook the light up. He said, I hung it up, but I never hooked it up. He said, the light is not even hooked up. And God made a light not hooked up go off. God made an alarm light that wasn't even hooked up go off and ran the enemy out the yard. Don't you know he's a mighty God? Don't you know he's a wonder worker? Don't you know that's enough to give him praise right there? Oh, we just thank him. Oh, yes, we do. For being so. so I pray this afternoon that this message have not bored you. I pray that it has found you right where you are sitting and make you want to give God praise. Husband, start thanking God for your wife. I don't care how, how crazy she act. Wife, start thanking God for your husband. I don't care how crazy he act. Start thanking God for your children. I don't care how crazy they act. Start thanking God for your supervisor, your neighbor, and those folks that are getting on your last nerve. I don't care how crazy you act. If you turn your complaint into a praise, you will find out that things will be a far more better, and you will feel better too. Precious Father, I just thank you for allowing me, amen, to be able to witness this afternoon, to be able to, to preach your word, to teach your word, to maybe encourage somebody to give you praise. Why? Because you're worthy to be praised. We don't praise you enough, God. You've been good to us. You have bought us from a mighty long way. You have bought us from seen and unseen danger. And I want to say thank you. And I thank you, oh God, for the radio where all do the listening. And I pray, God, that you would just put a, let, let this word not become void, but it will fall upon their ears. Amen. I pray that it would encourage them, oh God, to put a praise on their lips. That the husband began to praise you for his wife, and wife praised you for the husband. And family began to praise you for one another, God. And quit complaining so much, God. But just give you praise, because you were to be praised from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. God, in the name of Jesus, I pray you for the Law Sheet Radio Program. I pray that it will continue to prosper. I pray that nothing will cause it not to go off the air, God, in the name of Jesus, that you will open up a fitted door for the apostles. You will touch heart, turn them in her favor financially, that people will be sponsored, that people will give her donation beyond her wildest dreams, lift the burden off her shoulder, God, that she won't have to carry it herself from this day forward, God. Open up a fitted door in a financial way that it will be a blessing to her. Do this, I pray, and we forever give you praise. 
honor, and glory. In Jesus' name we pray, God, and thank you for another Thanksgiving day and another opportunity to witness. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. God bless you, Apostle. God bless. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays, too. Bye-bye. Bye.